So in the last session, we looked at Guru Nanak Dev Ji's last verse of Japji Sahib. And in the final verse, Guruji talks about the endeavors that we need, the efforts that we need to follow on the path of Dharam. Guru starts by saying, Jat Pahara Tiraj Sunyar, Restraint the workshop, patience the goldsmith. Eheran mat ved hathyar, an anvil-like intellect, knowledge the hammer. Pao kala agan taptao, fear is the bellows, the flame of discipline. And now Guruji continues his discourse on the transformation of the mind towards God consciousness. Panda pao amrit tit tal. Panda is a vessel, Pao, love, Amrit, nectar, Tit, tal. Tit is this, tal means talana, which is to melt. Within the crucible of love, melt the nectar. Panda, Pao, Amrit, Tit, tal. So in the traditional method of extracting gold, rocks are used which are high in minerals and those rocks are crushed. And amongst those rocks, small amounts of gold dust is extracted in a form of a powder. And then what is done is the gold in that fine powder that is extracted is placed into a vessel known as a crucible. And that crucible is placed on a fire. And what happens is all of the gold powder within that vessel starts to warm up, to heat, to melt, and all the gold starts to clump together. So the heat within the vessel, within the crucible, binds that gold together. Here Guruji is saying, Amrit Tittal, create a vessel of love and pour Amrit into that vessel. So Guruji is saying that Amrit is the gold in this analogy. And the Amrit is being melted in the vessel or the crucible of love. Now, apart from Amrit Vela, the word Amrit doesn't appear any other time in Japji Sahib. So this is the first time that Guruji is talking about Amrit after Amrit Vila. So we need to understand what is this Amrit and why does it need our love. The word Amrit is a Sanskrit word and it literally translates to nectar, a sweet drink. In Greek mythology, there's a very similar word called ambrosia. The same concept is referred to as ambrosia. And that was a drink which gave the gods immortality, the immortal drink. And similarly, the word amrit from Sanskrit can be broken up into two parts, a and mrit. Mrit meaning death, 
a meaning beyond death, without death. So even the word Amrit means immortality. And it has always been used in the context of a sweet drink. And in Gurbani, if we look at the meaning of the word Amrit, Amrit has been used and attached to many different words to describe a quality of that word. So Amrit describes a quality, a nature of things. So for example, Amrit has been used to describe Bani, Amrit Bani, and Bani being the language of the Guru. Amrit Drisht, the glance of grace from the Divine. Amrit Bachan, the words are like Amrit. Amrit Gun, virtues are like Amrit. And Amrit Naam, Naam is like Amrit. So we can see here that what Gurbani is doing is using the word Amrit like sweet. And it applies the sweetness quality to all the words that it is attached to. So even though Amrit has been used to lots of different words, Amrit itself isn't a plural thing. Gurbani doesn't talk about many Amrits within the context of what it's talking about here. So Guruji even confirms this idea. There's a line in Gurbani that says, Nanak Amrit ek hai, duja Amrit na hai. Nanak, Amrit is only one. There are no multiple Amrits. So what is it? What is this Amrit and where do we find it? Guru Nanak Dev Ji has a Shabad in Rag Sorat where he says, Jis jal nid karan tum jag aaye, so amrit gur te pahi jiyo. So amrit gur pahi jiyo. That treasured drink for which you have come into this world, that ambrosial nectar is with the Guru. Chodo ves pekh chaturai dubda e fal nahi jiyo. Renounce costumes, disguises and clever tricks. This fruit is not obtained with duality. Manare thir raho mat kat jahi jiyo. O my mind, remain steady, do not wander away. Bahar dhundat bahut dukh paavhe, ghar amrat ghat mahi jiyo. By searching outside, great suffering is found. The ambrosial nectar is found within the home of your own inner being. Rahao, reflect on this. So Guruji is saying that do not look for Amrit externally. Amrit is the thing that all human beings have been born with a search for. We are all searching for this Amrit. We're all searching for this amazing experience. But do not find it in duality. O oh mind, remain still, remain steady. Do not go anywhere else. It is within the home of your own inner being. So what Guruji is saying is that Amrit is a quality that is within you. 
It is the essential quality of you. It is the subtle essence of all reality, the nature of existence, the quality of beingness. It is the very essence of what you are. When you strip away everything that you know yourself to be, your thoughts, your memories, your future aspirations, your mind, your emotions, your identity, your attachments to your body. Behind all of that, what is it that keeps you alive? What is the very essence of being alive? What is aliveness itself? Guru says, look there. There is something sweet, something sublimely beautiful that you've been searching for. This is the sweetness that the Guru has within his words. Behind the Guru's words is also an Amrit. There is a tenderness and a sweetness to the Guru's teachings. And through the Guru's teachings, we can experience our own inner Amrit, our inner nature. And this experience is known as Naam. The experience of your own inner Amrit is Naam. Now Guruji says that this is found with love. Panda Pao Amrit Dal. Love is the crucible. Pour the Amrit into love. Melt the Amrit within the vessel of love. And remember, what is the crucible doing? The crucible sits on the Agan Taptao, on the flame. Love is the vessel. Love is the crucible that endures the flames of discipline, the Taptao. So Guru is talking about creating a discipline within our life the fire of discipline that needs a vessel of love sitting on top of it. Connect with your inner Amrit through a loving discipline. If your discipline is practiced without love, then it becomes ritualistic, stale, lifeless. You feel like you're compromising. You feel like you're making a sacrifice as though you're giving something up. You're giving up your precious time, as though your discipline is robbing you of something. But love is what is needed with that discipline. Love is what is needed to receive that Amrit. When your discipline is done with love, then you're not losing anything, you're gaining Amrit. You're gaining your own inner experience. And so everything that the Guru has taught you is available to you if you have love within your heart. Make yourself into a vessel of love into which Amrit is melted. The question then arises, love for whom? 
or love for what? And this becomes a harder question to answer. We have very little experience of real love in our life. We're so used to hearing about love being for someone else that we don't understand this message here. The only love that we know is an external love, where we've fallen in love with something or someone. And where that love comes from, that external love, is from a wanting, a wanting for completeness. We all have a void within us and we want that sense of completeness. And this is why from time to time in our life we seek out love. It's not actually love that we're seeking. What we're looking for is a sense of completion, a fullness. We are incomplete and we want to feel whole again. And for a while our external love seems to fill that gap. When we fall in love with something or someone, it gives us a temporary fullness to our life. But that external love will only fill that void for a short term. It is always short-lived. And how do we fall in love? When we fall in love with someone, we give it all of our attention, we give that other one all of our devotion. So when we understand how we love, let us look now at what Guruji is telling us to do. Guruji is saying, with love receive Amrit. If Amrit is within us, if the Amrit is inside us, then the love also becomes an inner experience. And it is only when we nurture this love within ourselves that we get a permanent fulfillment. This love is for the essence of your own being. This love is for your own Amrit. And what is Amrit? That still tranquility within the core of your own being. Inside you, at your very core, is the Amrit and it is inside all of us, within all. So with love, we need a discipline, we need a practice to try and find this Amrit. This Amrit that is scattered everywhere and in everything. Let your love bring it all together. Let your discipline melt that scattered Amrit into something that feels whole again. And if love requires you to give something away, surrender your mind and your body your identity and fall in love with the nectar of reality. In your discipline, in your practice, practice being aware 
practice being present and be aware of the presence in your own life. Be present to the life that is inside you. Now very few people have been able to achieve this on their own. And to this, Guruji shows us how to achieve it. Guruji guides us by saying, Kariya Shabad Sachi Taksal. Kariya means to form or to create. Sachi Taksal. Taksal means a coin factory, a mint where gold coins are made. You'll notice that the word Taksal is Mukta, it doesn't have an Ankar. And it is combined with the word Sachi. And so we understand that the reason it doesn't have an Ankar is that it is a feminine word. Which is why we don't say Sacha Taksal. It is Sachi Taksal. And that leaves the word Shabad. And Shabad is a similar word to Amrit. Literally, the Shabad meaning is sound or word. What it refers to is the word of creation, the creative force of the universe. It is the sound also known as Onkar, the divine utterance. We heard in Japji Sahib about Eko Kawao, Tiste Hoi Lakhtariyao. From the one utterance, hundreds of thousands of rivers began to flow. So this is that divine utterance from where all of creation emanates. And just as sound is never static, Shabad is also constantly alive and active it is moving and it is always changing. Always new, always alive. Guru Amar Das Ji, the third Guru, says on Ang 1334 One word, one divine prevailing everywhere. From oneness, all creation unfolds. So Shabad is this idea of this creative energy, the sound, the vibration behind all matter, behind all existence. And in Gurbani, the word Shabad is synonymous with words like hukam, Naam Amrit. You see Gurbani using these words interchangeably. But why is it called Shabad? In common language, Shabad means words. The Hukam, the Amrit, the Naam, they are subtle, they are 
unheard. It becomes Shabbat when that subtle essence is expressed through the words of enlightened beings. When they explain to us what this force is, then that quiet force becomes spoken out loud. So all the Guru's words is called Shabad because they contain the message of that creative force. Sometimes you even hear Gurbani calling it Anhad Shabad, unstruck sound. All sound is created by two things colliding together. If you think about instruments, a stringed instrument, a percussion instrument, they all require two things to make a noise. Even a simple clap requires you to use both your hands. If you think about wind instruments like the flute, they require the instrument and the air to blow through it. But this is a sound that comes from oneness. This is a sound that doesn't have two things to make that sound. This is why it is an unstruck sound, a sound that has always been there before two things were available to make the sound. This sound was always there in its quiet, subtle, suksham form. This Shabad exists now in all places and all spaces. It is everywhere. But it remains hidden from us until we're shown how to hear it and how to feel it with the help of the Guru's teachings. Kariya Shabad Sachi Taksal To mold with the word is the true mint. Let all the words of Japji Sahib mold you into a coin of permanent truth. Here Guruji has used the analogy of a coin. And there are several reasons for this. When a coin is complete, it has been stamped with the image and the name of a ruler or a king, the head of state. If we think about coins just being made of metals, then all the coins across the world would look the same if it wasn't for the imprint or the stamp or the name that it carries. This is how we identify what the currency is. Not by the coin, not by the colour, but by the name that it carries, the image that is imprinted on it. And so a person who's been moulded carries the name of their divine ruler. When you have been shaped into the final coin, then you carry the name of your king, that divine master. And the reason the Guru is the Taksal, 
the coin factory because the Guru is able to repeatedly do the same thing again and again to everyone who comes to the Guru. The Guru can perfectly mold you every time. So let's remember what we need to form this coin. The coin is formed with Jat, self-restraint, Tiraj, persistence and patience, Ehranmat, an unwavering mindset, Ved, knowledge, Paw, fear, Taptao, discipline, Pao, amrit, love and experience of divine nectar. So let all of these qualities mold you to become the perfect vision of the Guru's message. Kadiye Shabd Sachi Taksal Jinko Nadar Karam Tinkar Tinkar means these are the ones doing this action. Who are the ones who are doing this? Who are the ones who are living like this? Jinko nadar karam, to the ones to whom there is the glance of grace, these are their actions. Jinko nadar karam, tinkar, to whom there is the glance of grace, these are their actions. Only they have such actions, such kar, which are described above in this verse, who have the grace. We started this verse by making a list of things that we knew were barriers and blockers to our spiritual development. These qualities that you wish to adopt in your life can only be achieved through grace. These qualities, the things that you want to restrain in your life, we can only achieve them through the good fortune if it is in our destiny to receive that. So think about what we pray for every day. What is your ardas every day? Instead of having an ardas for worldly things and material success, do a daily ardas for the qualities that you know will improve your spiritual journey. Jinko nadar karam tinkar nanak nadari nadar nihal. Nanak says, through the divine glance of grace, they are in euphoria. We saw a similar line being spoken in the last verse about such khand. Such khand vasay nirankar. Kar kar nadar nihal. And here Guruji is saying, Nanak nadari nadar nihal. So nadari means through the grace and nadar nihal is the glance of grace. You get nihal, you get emancipation. So we refer back to Sachkhand 
That divine being resides in a state of permanent euphoric bliss. Such kind of a senerankar karkar vikhe nadar nihal. The very being of oneness is in everything and it is nihal, it is in euphoria. As we go through and experience our life with all the qualities that Guruji has listed above, the qualities of patience, of discipline, we can also connect with that euphoria. That nihal, that the divine being, that nirankar is experiencing in Sachkhand, we can also experience that Sachkhand, that nihal. Towards the beginning of Japji Sahib, in the fourth verse, Guru Nanak Dev Ji asked the second question of Japji Sahib. After the question about Hukam, Guru Nanak Dev Ji asked a question. What can be placed in front by which the royal court can be seen? From the mouth, what sayings can be spoken, listening to which it may give us love? And the response was given, Amrit Vela Sachanao Vadiai Vichar. In the ambrosial time, recite the unchanging name and contemplate on its greatness. Karmi Ave Kapra Nadari Mokhduar. By its grace, by the grace of Amrit Vela, by its grace, this robe of Amrit Vela is received. By its glance, the door of salvation, the Mokhduar, is received. So Amrit Vela is the discipline. Notice the two times in Japji Sahib the word Amrit comes up. In the last verse, it's all about discipline. And in the first mention of it, it is about Amrit Vela. So Amrit Vela is the discipline being talked about here. This will lead to us finding that grace and finding that liberation's door. Karmi ave kapra nadari mokhduar. And here Guru Nanak Dev Ji has used the same word, Nanak nadari nadar nihal. But in that fourth verse, how does Guru Nanak Dev Ji end? Nanak eva janiye sab ape sachyar. Nanak says, by this Amrit Vela, it will come to be known that everything and everywhere is that true, unchanging truth. So what we're looking for is our Amrit, which is that stable, permanent truth. Nanak eva janiye sab ape sachyar. By doing this discipline, you will know that truth that is everywhere and in everything. So in that fourth verse, Guruji talked about Amrit Vela being the discipline. But now, in this final verse, Guruji is explaining how do we achieve this. What are the steps needed to achieve this nectar-like grace? Through the discipline of Amrit Vela, morning meditation.
And in Amritvela, within the Sikh practice, Japji Sahib is the start of Amritvela. Japji Sahib is the solution, but Japji Sahib is also the method, the technique. So read it, recite it, contemplate on its meaning every day with loving discipline and loving awareness. When you read Japji Sahib, don't read it to complete Japji Sahib. Don't read it to get to the end. Read it as though the Divine exists on every word. Read it as though every word is the Divine talking to you. As though the Divine is sitting on your tongue. That thing that you've been looking for has always been there. All you had to do was recite that Japji Sahib with clarity and with awareness. And while doing so, allow your mind to surrender its thoughts and to feel your presence. Your Amrit is there with you right now. Drink the Amrit of Naam whilst reciting Japji Sahib. Only then will grace bestow upon you and you may become free from the shackles of your self-identity and you may be able to merge in the celestial bliss of the Divine. Vaheguru Ji Ka Khalsa, Vaheguru Ji Ki Fateh.